Hey there, welcome back to a special bonus episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk all about self-care and the importance of creating habits to make sure that you're nurturing yourself and pouring into yourself, especially in an industry where we spend so much time caring for others. And it's not just at work. In a lot of our personal lives, we're moms or we're friends or wives or daughters, and there's always other people to care for. A lot of hairstylists are naturally empathetic. And so the importance of self-care is really, really paramount. And I couldn't think of a better person to discuss this with than my friend, Britt Carmichael. I conducted a poll on Instagram about the how hairstylists were feeling about how they were showing up for themselves in terms of self-care, and the results were not great. So I'm going to get into what those results looked like in this episode. But first, before we dive in, I just want to quickly tell you about the live five-day self-care kickstart challenge that my friend and today's guest, Britt Carmichael, is hosting. So from September 18th to the 22nd, Britt is going to be going live every single day and teaching you how to set up self-care boundaries so that you can create a deeper connection to yourself. She's going to talk you through nourishing and energizing your body and committing to daily acts of self-love. Accountability is everything, and that's exactly what you're going to get in this challenge. And Britt assures me that you can implement all of this in 15 minutes or less, which is super exciting. Because of this, and I love the idea of this challenge, I'm definitely going to take it myself. And I've created a super easy link. You can find it at jodybrown.ca slash self-care. You can also find the link in the show notes or at the link in my bio at itsjodybrown on Instagram. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here, we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Today's episode, I want to start somewhere a little bit different than usual. So I am going to get to introducing my incredible guest, but there's something I want to share with you first, and that is the results that I got on a recent Instagram stories poll. So there has been, I think this time of year, we always have these conversations about mental health in the industry, about burnout, about self-care and all of these things. And this is a topic that we've been diving into more and more here because it is so important. So I put up a poll on my Instagram stories asking hairstylists how they felt about how they were currently prioritizing their own self-care. And the answers were a little bit, honestly, alarming because there were over half of hairstylists who answered that they were not even close to prioritizing their own self-care enough. 8% answered, I don't know, and only 38% said yes. So 
The reason that this is really concerning to me is that as an industry, we spend so much time and so much energy pouring into our clients, pouring into our families, our friends, and all of the people around us. And I think that our industry naturally attracts a lot of really empathic human beings. And if we're not taking the time to prioritize our own well-being and our own self-care, it is a one-way ticket to burnout. And it's going to I honestly feel like this is the reason that so many people leave our industry. And that was actually the first thing that came into my head as soon as I read these results. Now, I've invited the absolute queen of self-care and someone who has made an entire career out of empowering women, out of helping hairstylists to really care for themselves and step into a version of their career that allows them to still serve their clients while also serving themselves. And so I couldn't think of a single better person to have this conversation with. Thank you, Britt, so much for being here. Welcome back to the incredible Brittany Cartmichael. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Miss Jody Brown. You know, I love you so much and always a pleasure to just share wisdom with you and this inspiration. And I was absolutely just as shocked and floored. I almost cried a little when I saw the results of your poll. It really reminded me of my mom's journey as a hairdresser. So let's just, hi, I'm Brittany Carmichael. I'm a hairdresser's child. I have owned a luxury vegan salon for the last 15 years, working behind the chair, listening to how women think and feel about themselves and realizing, shit, I'm doing the same thing. So I have dedicated my life after watching my mom's overserve, overgive, burnout, and literally empath, like pour nothing into herself and actually have a stroke that paralyzed her. So her career and her journey of being the most beautiful giver and lover actually turned into her detriment. And I use that as my story of, I don't want to do that. I got to make some changes now. So I'm thankful that she <laughs> hit rock bottom so that I could learn to start taking care of myself because behind the chair in my twenties, I was following those same footsteps, overgiving, overworking, letting clients boss me around. And that is just, was not a healthy way to live. And I think the thing is, too, you refer to it a lot as like a self-care practice. And I feel like if you're not in that practice consistently, it can be really hard to prioritize. I'll be totally blunt and honest. Like, I feel as though I have hit burnout before. I have had those moments. And that was kind of where I led into creating boundaries, creating self-care but it's not like that moment happened. I started practicing self-care and then I've never, ever like let it slip since then, right? Like I definitely have moments where when things get busy or when a lot's going on with my family or whatever, that sometimes there are moments where it does fall to the back burner. And I think that that is something that is I'm actively working on. And the beautiful thing is now that I have the awareness and the knowledge a couple of days will go by and I'll be like, no, 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 this can this cannot slip. Like I need to come back to me a little bit. But I think we all have this idea and it's the same with like personal development, right? We think, oh, I'm going to just be like all of a sudden enlightened. I'm never going to have another issue again. Do you feel like it's the same thing when it comes to self-care? 
Yeah, it's a consistent practice, as you pointed out. It's not just a drink a green juice, do a yoga practice, and like say some affirmations, and then we're like good to go for three months. Like, you know, period every month. Okay. We have like cycles, and we have to stay consistent with that flow. And self care, essentially, to me, is the foundation of your business. It's the foundation of your energy level. You know, it really brings me back to health is the first wealth. It's one of those deep truths that have stayed with us throughout the centuries that, it, I mean, if you've ever been sick, you have no creative energy. And if we're hairdressers, coaches, coaches, healers, people in service as leaders, if we don't have the energy to serve, then we don't have the creativity to bring forth and share our gifts with the world. Like we're just not operating at that full potential. And you talk about that falling off. It's so easy if it's not a built-in habit. Or if you don't think about the reward that you get, or for me, I think about what happens when I fall off of my self-care. I'm a little bit more snippy with other people. That's not in alignment with my integrity to be kind. Um, I am more shitty self-talk to myself. So I like calling myself <laughs> out, you know? So you just have to recognize like when those signals or those red flags within yourself around taking care of you and prioritizing and nurturing you start to show up. I think it starts with being honest with yourself at first. You mentioned awareness. We can only change with having awareness first. I, did, I wasn't even aware that I talked shit to myself ever. I wasn't, oh, I just had literally didn't know that me talking to myself on the inside was even a thing and that it, it, it dictated how I showed up, my confidence, my courage, like my ability to express myself. I had no idea that was a big part of it. So I think when you start to have that awareness of like, am I showing up for myself? The first question that you asked is, do you prioritize your self-care? I think that's the first place to start. And if you're someone who's like, nope, I don't, I've fallen off and I'm not sure what to do. I think having grace with yourself and knowing like what are those internal triggers that you're saying to yourself or you feel out of alignment and just have the courage to say, you know what, I'm going to just start again. Just like you said, I'm reprioritizing that. And I'm going to be honest too, girl, I teach this shit. And I'm like, well, my own lesson, you got to practice what you preach. My dad died and I was like working out. Like I don't even want to do that. Yeah. And so um, that was a journey that I chose to go on. But now I'm looking back and like, had I just committed to that small amount of self-care every day, I'm not asking you to work out for an hour. I'm not asking you to CrossFit banging out like I used to do 10 years ago. It's 10, 10, 15 minutes of just showing up for you that can make all the difference. And so through the last bits of grief and changes that have been going on in my life, I reflect back to those times where I have fallen off and I remind myself, nope, don't want to go there. And I use that as motivation to get that fuel going again. But I think grace and patience and just like, well, once you recognize your fiddle farting around, like do something, don't wait any longer. I think those are the, you know, basic keys to getting that momentum going when you fall off the wagon. I love that. And I, I love what you said. I just want to highlight something that you mentioned there. And that is like thinking about the after effect, because that's always what really does it for me too. Um, and like I've, you know, struggled with different things in the past. And what I notice now, like looking back, hindsight's 2020, when you are taking the time and I want to get into this next, like what self-care actually is, because I think a lot of us think like, you know, take a bath, do a face mask. I love all that stuff. I live for it. And that is part of my self-care 1000. But some of the other things that are part of my self-care, like having honest conversations with my partner about things, having, you know, making sure to prioritize, like you said, working out is a huge one for me because 
that really does wonder for like my mental clarity, anxiety, like sleep, all of those things. Sleep is another huge one. And reading, weirdly for me, like if I'm not reading an actual physical book and I love, I've got audiobooks on the go all the time, but if I'm not reading an actual physical book, like there's something about that act that really grounds me. So it's kind of recognizing what those things are and then figuring out how to prioritize it. And and like you said, thinking about what what the price is when you don't, because I think it's very easy to put ourselves on the back burner when things get easy, when things get hard or when things get busy. But in reality, when things get busy, that's when you need to be. And I'm I realize this, like this is why I catch myself so quick now, because it's like, okay, well, things are going to start to get busy. They're going to start to require more of me for this little bit of a period of time. And I'm doing everyone a disservice, including myself, if I'm not showing up as my best. It's true. You have to pour in. That's the time to double down. You have to pour more energy because you're going to put more output. And I think that is an important piece of self-care is that the problem I see when coaching women and high-level business owners, I always bring it back to the basics. Are you taking care of yourself? Do you sleep well? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> shocking. It's It reflects the numbers that you've seen in your poll. The answer is always like, no, I'm taking care of everyone else. My mom's story, my story, and everybody else's story. And the thing that they struggle with the most, because we all know to take care of ourselves, and I'll share a tip on how to figure out what is that self-care for you. But the thing is, we all know that we need to do it, but why do we not show up? Why do we feel like we don't deserve it? Why is it so hard for us? We struggle with it. So I think that it really is a common thread amongst high-level achievers that you have to recognize that if you want to do more and serve more, and anyone listening here is not just someone who's like hanging out. You know what I mean? We're building businesses. We're making a difference. We're trying to change the world and influence in a positive way. I mean, like you said, reading a book, like that is what sets leaders apart is gaining more knowledge. So if we're going to do more and serve more, then we have to recognize, like you said, that output it has to reflect the input that you're doing for yourself. And it's called self-care because no one is going to come do it for you. Mm-hmm. And if you're the one in your life constantly serving and everyone comes to you for more of your energy, then you can be damn sure that none of them are going to come fill your cup. Right. So you have to absolutely recognize like, okay, I've burned out. I've overgiven. My, in my mom's case, stroked out and paralyzed herself because she told me when she learned how to talk again, everybody needed something from me. Right. And that was body's way of just saying, take a break, man. So right. I keep that in mind always that when I start to feel frustrated or anxious or um, like irritated or angry or any of those feelings that aren't just like love and light and joy, which they're all good. They're all good feelings. It's just there are signals for you to start changing your routine. And the thing that the women that I coach have the biggest problem is they think they need to do the same routine and 18, 15 steps every morning or they failed at their perfectionist routine. Like 15 minutes of what do I need today? And that's the question I teach so much at my retreat and ask them every morning at yoga. What do I need today? What do you need for today? Today in this moment, because you are not the same person you were yesterday. And I think it's so important for us to start giving ourselves permission to tune in. And so it can start with five minutes, five minutes in the morning before we even get out of bed, deep breath. What do I need today? And the tip I was going to share on how you can figure out, well, what the hell is it that I need? We can cheat 
a little bit and take a moment to reflect one of the lessons I teach in Shine School and the beginning of crafting your self-care rituals is to make a list of what lights you up. So what are the things that ground you, that bring you joy, that make you feel good? Reading a book, taking a walk with your dog, having a great conversation with your partner over tea, or what are those things that bring you joy? And here's what's crazy, Jody. I've been uh, hosting this Shine School for over six years. And all the women that we've had, almost 5,000 women go through it. And every woman that, I feel like this lesson has the most comments out of every lesson in Shine School. And everybody, I asked them, what drop your list below. Like, what's your thing? That way I can get some inspiration in case like I'm missing something cool, you know, but only to do one at a time, right? So I, I read through everyone's list. Here's the craziest thing that I would have never guessed, Jody, that every single thing on the what lights you up list is free. It's freaky. Oh. It's reading a book. Okay, eleven ninety nine. It's reading a book. It's taking a walk with your dog. It's just deep breathing. It's yoga. It's journaling. So we think we need to like pamper ourselves and do self-care to get our nails done once a, a month. But actually that self-care could be as simple as making that list and saying, well, I like to call a friend. I like to just have some alone time because everybody needs something from me all the time. So maybe I can block everybody out. And so when you craft that what lights you up list, it gives you like a cheat code because I find that most people will get that 10 or 15 minutes to themselves and their habit is pick up Instagram and scroll. Yeah. And so with that list of what is it that lights you up, maybe you make it your background, like, I don't know, get crazy, make a post-it note, whatever you got to do to remind yourself, what is that list? Because if I look down and I see that I'd rather spend time with my dog or read a book or this, I would much rather be like, oh, hell yeah, I'd rather do that right now. But we're in the habit of picking up our phone and just plugging right in. So I think making that list of what lights you up will help you to get clear on what is it that you actually like that makes you feel good. And then give yourself 15 minutes to do that one thing, maybe two things off the list. And as you start to fall in love with that habit and that consistent routine, because you know what feels good and you're like, everything's better, um, then you can expand it and get creative and add more things. But I think it's just starting with small, consistent bits of time so that you build a habit first. Ooh, I love that you shared this. Thank you so much. Because honestly, like being in the entrepreneurial space, like I have tried all the, so I'm an early bird. I like to get up at like 5 a.m. Like that is my happy time because my house is super quiet. I go to bed at like nine. So I'm very much well rested. Um, and that's just what I figured out works the best for me. And so when I started to look into these like morning routines, I was like, my kid's going to be up by the time I've done this. <laughs> Journal for half an hour, drink like mud water for 20 minutes, like do all these other things. And like, you know, I'm like, I just, it felt like, what's the point in getting up early? Like, that's literally what it felt like to me, which is not, I'm not saying that's a good thing, but I'm saying that was my reality. And so paring it down to something that's like 15 minutes, because I like to get up early so I can work. It's when I'm the most creative. It's when I have the most in uninterrupted time. And I feel like sometimes what holds, and I'll be totally honest, like what holds me back is like, are we doing not from self-care? Because I do feel like generally I'm pretty good on the self-care front. Like I take my alone time, I journal all of the things, but sometimes it feels like, 
okay, is it wrong that I want to get up and work? Like, am I supposed to do this like super zen self-care thing? Is that the only way that I can actually take care of myself? Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at some of the most incredible experts over the last century, you I've seen this graph where it shows like what their morning routine, what time do they wake up, what time do they sleep, what time do they write or produce music or just the different operating schedules of all these high level like Nobel Prize winning all the things, right? And what was crazy about that graph is that everything was absolutely different. There was not one trending. So I think having that permission to know that these creative mad geniuses can just do whatever they want kind of set me on this journey of like, well, what feels good for me? And for me, I don't want to talk about business or anything with other humans after 12 o'clock. I don't start hair clients at 12, until 12 o'clock. And that's late for a lot of people, especially if you have kids and you're trying to like work your schedule around that. But I just found for me, that is how it rolls. And I didn't start waking up early until my CrossFit competition days. And now I'm starting to do the early morning walks because it's 175 degrees in Texas. So (laughs) I am like waking up at seven in the morning, which is crazy early for me Um, and taking my walks and doing all the things. And some days I'm super creative to go for business in the morning and I let it rip. I don't hold myself back. If I'm like, got an idea going for it. Great. But there is a balance as a Libra. I know you are. You have to know, like, is this like overworking control hustle mode or is this I'm just in this creative zone and flow? Because for me, I'm not like that all the time. Well, I probably am, but I'm not like that all the time where it's like focusing on hosting a retreat or pulling off this crazy project or creating an Oracle deck. It's not like that all the time. So I think you have to just recognize the season of where you're at in business, how much do you need to pour into yourself? And if your routine is everyone's quiet in the morning, that's when I can think and hear and get creative, like own that, be strategic about that, but figure out in your calendar, where can you plug in that self-care to balance out that output that you're doing in the morning? Um, So I think it's totally normal to have whatever routine is right for you, your lifestyle, your family, all the, your creative just honor what is right for you and how you flow, but make sure that you're plugging self-care and time for yourself in that daily routine, not just like, you know, once in a while or when we're starting to burn out. I think it has to be a daily thing. And and if you really want to embody that lifestyle of taking care of yourself, it's about that moment to moment check-in between clients or between podcasts or now I got to go pick up my kid, like take a moment to breathe and check in with yourself. How do I feel right now? What do I need? And that could be start how you incorporate self-care into your life on a more regular basis where you're not like, I have to set aside an hour and do these 15 things. And then I did it right. Like what if self-care could be as simple as just saying on a regular basis, like, Hey girl, what's up? Like, how are you feeling? Take a deep breath. What do you need? How's my body? How's my mind? How's my emotions? I think we have to have different routines for each of those aspects of ourselves. And when we give ourselves permission to tune in and say, well, I've been really great with the physical movement, but my anxiety is crazy right now. I need to really dive into meditation and really figure out or walks in nature or dancing to my favorite music. I think you just have to start to explore yourself. That's what self-discovery is all about. That's what Shine School was all about. Six weeks of self-discovery because I I asked that question, who am I? When my mom had the stroke, like, well, I'm following in the footsteps of her, but I don't even know who I am. I don't even know what my boundaries are, what my integrity is. Like, what do I stand for? What kind of legacy do I want to leave? I didn't know. I didn't. I'm just cutting hair. I don't know. Like, I didn't have a purpose or a mission. 
I look back now and know it's empowering women. And just give yourself permission to be who you are, but make sure you're taking care of yourself in a way that works for your schedule and be fearless about and uh, fearless and fierce about blocking that time off and not letting others infiltrate. It's like same with clients, you know? I love that. And I think that's so, and it's funny because like that's, I was hoping that's what you're going to say. I think what it comes down to for me and what I'm hearing out of that is like, instead of like looking to, you know, what someone else is doing as like your like, oh, okay, if I just do what this person's doing in the morning and I drink this certain brand of like coffee or whatever, then I'll be successful, right? And I think so often we look outside of ourselves and we don't look inward when it comes to what we need and what works for us. And what I realized worked really well for me is I got my son a journal. So I got him a growth mindset journal. And now when he wakes up in the morning or when he gets home from school, like we read together and we'll journal together. And for me, and then I tend to take my alone time after school drop off. And that has been the thing that has worked the best for me. But the idea that I had to do it right when I woke up held me back. So I think like losing that rigidity in terms of like when we're able to do these things for ourselves and then what that looks like for each of us is huge. So I love that you look like you help people figure out what it means for them. It's not just a copy and paste. Here's what to do. Make the time for it in your schedule kind of thing. Yeah. It's called self-care, not like Brittany's care or Jody's care. Like if you <laughs> use my routine, you would be like, girl, what are you doing? You know, like, you, you're like I don't even know what's happening here. And I think that is where the whole basis of like my mission in empowering women is to help figure out who are you? What do you want? What do you need? And remind you that all you have to do is decide. And when you make that decision to have more self-worth, more self-value when you pour and when you start that self-care routine, it may feel weird. Like I don't deserve this or it feels weird. But over time, what I've seen, not only within myself, but every women that have gone through my programs or just uh, friends or clients that I'm like, listen, listen to this crazy shit. Uh, just try it out. You know, I've seen time and time again, that if you just start to show up for yourself just a little bit, you build like competence, like, oh, I can do this. This isn't so hard. I've been making it hard wow, now that I have this competence that I can do it, I'm going to do it some more. And now it's starting to become a habit. And I have confidence because like, this is normal for me and this feels good. And you visualize yourself as someone who enjoys and commits to self-care. The thing is, you know, when you think about your self-image, we're only as strong as the mental images that we make of ourselves. So if you could start to change the image in your mind of you and your self-care routine, because for a long time it was, I have to work out because if not, I'll be fat. That mental image was not motivating for me anymore. Right. It worked. I was like 15 in high school and wanted to, you know, I was on varsity and had to do all the things, you know, but that I didn't update my mental story. I didn't update my mental image. So I had to like rework what that looked like. So when I visualize myself in self-care, I see myself very calm and peaceful and like, what are the activities that I can do to bring my energy down? I don't know what it is, but it's <laughs> shining from the inside because I know who I am and I own and accept and I'm not dimming my light. I'm not getting in my own way. I'm not self-sabotaging anymore right. because I've committed to self-care and I've seen the benefits that when we think it's selfish, it's actually in turn the thing that helps us to show up and do more and not burn out or stroke out like my mom or repeat that negative cycle that we're seeing in hustle culture. We've got to do something different. And I believe that 
balancing that masculine, like, let's go for it, which we need. We need it to bust down doors and be leaders and change makers. But we also need to have the balance of stepping back and finding, well, how can I pour back into me so that I have enough to give? So for me, it's about the more I pour into me, the more I actually have to give. And for me, that I, that makes it not selfish in my mind. So whatever, if you want to play that trick with yourself, it's working and the results are really, you know, I'm, I'm digging them. So I I just challenge you to experiment. Like, Set aside five to 15 minutes every day and just see like for one month, like give yourself the experiment of one month. That's how I went vegan. I was like, let me just try to be plant-based. And well, it was about eating alkaline, but we don't have to get into the science of that. But I did it for one month and I felt so fucking good that it's been 10 years. So it's like, like, whoa, you just experiment, see how it feels. If you don't like it, don't do it. But if you're not feeling good, you're not prioritizing your yourself, I can tell you, you don't feel good and you should probably try to just experiment with doing something a little different. Yeah, I love that. So I'm just so curious to hear because you've worked with so many hairstylists, you've worked with so many women, you've worked with just so many humans. Um, what do you think is like the number one thing that holds people back from prioritizing themselves? I mean, usually it's the story that we tell ourselves or the mental image that we make of ourselves. We don't believe we're worthy. We think that someone else is supposed to do it for us. I think that, um, you know, we also have been, it's like not our fault. Like we're in a culture that has not taught us that, has not taught us even the tools to take care of ourselves. So I think there's a little bit of this isn't, this wasn't our normal culture. We weren't taught that. So there's like half of the coin, but the other half of the coin is like, we're adults now and we have that choice and we can say, I see that it's not working for you and I'm going to choose to make a change. And I think that courage is a big part of that is having courage to show up for yourself, to be radically honest and vulnerable. Like, Hey, maybe things aren't perfect. I had to have that vulnerable conversation with myself. It took courage to be like, Hey girl, you're like not headed in a good direction at 19 years old. You know, like it's not good. Like maybe we should like, figure out what's happening. And that is scary. And that I think is what eliminates a lot of people from looking inward and actually committing to understanding who they are and how they operate. But the truth is the more you look inward, the more courage you build and that creates a sense of freedom. And you can start to accept those dark shadow sides of yourself as a part of this is just my story and I'm okay with that and not allowing shame to stop you from loving yourself. Oh, I love that. So it's not about it's not about being perfect. It's not about becoming this like perfect, serene, zen person, like beyond what you can do. It's about just like truly figuring out what you need and caring for for you. Yeah, it's a practice. Life is the practice. There's no like final shot at the end of this. Like now is the time. And I think that's where we need to give ourselves more grace in this perfectionist culture that we have been brought up in. That's like the other side of that coin, which yeah. really sucks. <laughs> Um, so I think just imagining like every move, every word you speak, every action, like has an imprint and an impact and a ripple effect, not only in your own life, but other people's lives. And I think just having that awareness now, which I didn't at all, I'm just angry and everybody needs to feel pain like me, damn it. Right. I think now I want to do the opposite and just have everyone feel love. And it starts with loving yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. So I know that you're hosting a challenge. We've talked about this at length. Can you tell me a little bit more and tell my listeners a little bit more about what that 
is going to look like. Yes, ma'am. So when I was feeling that call to step out from behind the chair and like share this message, I was repeating myself over and over and over to my clients. I'm like, journal, try this. Asks, like, let's just do it all. You know, I kept repeating myself. And when I finally had the courage to step out and say, hey, I really want to help more women like love themselves. I can't paint everyone's hair every day. I got to like help more people. I realized that the self-care was number one. That was always my message. And the very first opt-in freebie, you're going to love this as the business talk. Like when I learned about funnels, I'm like, well, my first funnel is going to be a seven-day self-care kickstart challenge. Like this was my number one like inspired idea that was enough to make me think that that life was possible, that I could build an online business. And it started with, well, self-care is the most important part. I have to teach people this. As much as I wanted to teach the six-figure secrets behind the chair, my soul was like, no, girl, we're teaching self-care. I'm like, this is interesting. Okay, we're doing it. <laughs> so the Self-Care Kickstart Challenge was born almost a decade ago. We've had thousands of women go through it because this was that number one thing that if you're gonna if you're gonna reinvent your life, if you're gonna rebuild those routines, it starts with how do you show up for yourself? What are those daily habits? So we've modified it over the years and I've come up with the five most potent self-care rituals that I have found within my practice, as well as sharing it with others and, and asking, hey, what is that thing that like really lights you up? What is the thing? And I found those most common things that we overlook and overlook and don't give ourselves that opportunity to just prioritize and pour into ourselves. So I know that when it comes to self-care, we can all, we can make the list of what lights you up, but that still doesn't guarantee you're going to show up for yourself. So I decided I'm going to up the ante. It's not just videos in a course anymore. We're going to go beyond that and we're going live so that I know that your ass is there and we are taking care of ourselves <laughs> together. So for five days, we've shortened it down for the work week to keep it simple five days, we're going to show up live at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. You'll get access to the replay videos. We'll upload it to a course and all the things so that you have lifetime access. But for me, it's really about knowing that you don't have to do this alone, showing up with a group of empowered and inspired people who don't want to do this alone as well and want to encourage you on your journey, because that's the biggest thing. We're learning to discover ourselves and build these self-care routines. We're in a vulnerable, delicate space yeah. where we really like fully believe in ourselves sometimes that it's where we deserve it, that this is okay. Like we feel that mom guilt start coming in and we need that supportive community to lift each other up and say, girl, you guys, this is amazing. You are doing awesome. Like you're a great mom. And I see that in bringing women together is that when we come together with that like-minded mission, magic happens. And so I decided we're going live five days of self-care to hold you accountable so that you can stop like self-sabotaging and just get started because that's the only way you're going to make a change, learn new information or suffer enough. And I want to just give you the information to make it easy. So that's what we're going to do. I love that. And I feel like you're so right. Like the people that you surround yourself with are a huge factor in how you show up for yourself. And so I love that you've added that community aspect um, and I feel like even like no matter where you are in your self-care journey, I feel like I'm definitely going to be taking the challenge because can we really show up for ourselves too much? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> Ever like an amount of self-love and self-care that like could be too much. And just to kind of bring it home, I feel like one of the most enlightening experiences I had in my self-love and self-discovery journey was 
through a hypnosis practice with my husband. Luckily, I married a hypnotist, so I feel like I just got lucky in my healing zone. I'm like, let me just attract someone that can help me heal my inner child wounds. And we did this forgiveness meditation, and it's actually a module dedicated to forgiveness in Cheyenne School. It's called Practicing the F Word because, oh, nobody likes it. But when it comes down to forgiveness, sometimes it's much easier to let go of some of the, the other people that have harmed us versus like forgiving ourselves. And I find that even if people have gone through that journey of like, well, I've forgiven that abuser. Or, yeah, I understand why my dad acted that way the last person to forgive is yourself. And when I went through this forgiveness meditation, I put my mom in the chair, telling her all the things you've made me crazy. Put my stepdad in the chair, put my uncle in the chair. I'm like, where did he come from? Why am I visualizing him? Oh, he called me Brickney when I was eight years old. And that put that label on me that I thought I was fat my whole life because of that comment right there. I mean, talk about mind shattering epiphany, but the next one is really what got me. That one was enough. I was like, I've tortured my life for 30 years because of one comment from one person that was an authority figure in my life at the time. Like, holy smoke. So I realized how delicate and fragile we are during these states of change. Wow. But the next person I put in the chair and the last person was my 19-year-old self. I gave you a little picture of her earlier. She was angry and she showed up and I, I was like, wow, you're here? And the first question out of my soul's mouth was, why were you so angry? I've shared a lot about how anger was the fueling thing to help try to protect my empath energy. Why were you so angry? And her answer changed my life and is why I do what I do today. Fuck, I'm going to get emotional. She said to me, because I have so much love to give and no one to give it to. And in that moment, I realized that every person I tried to people please, every step parent or whatever, like that I wanted to feel accepted by all of that disappeared. All of that disappeared. And I realized I can love myself. I can give that love that I have so much of to myself. And that's when I let my husband off the hook. So I let my clients off the hook. Sometimes I get a little weird about Instagram followers, but you know, mostly I'll let off the hook, you know, and I realized I can do that for myself. I have all this love to give and I've just been giving it to nobody that want they've just been it's been going out to the wind nobody's been picking it up and so that's when I turned everything in and I started focusing on well how can I love myself because I couldn't even accept the love that my partner was trying to give me and he's like my number one fan so wow. I couldn't even accept that love until I learned how to accept the love for myself and when I had that epiphany like I just need to love myself instead of trying to make everyone else love me and then I'll feel okay finally that's when I realized like I got to help other people because you just hear it in the salon time and time again. It's the same story. I feel alone. I don't love myself. I'm my biggest enemy and I'm just done with it. I'm done seeing people I love suffer um, unnecessarily. So let's self-care challenge it up, y'all. <laughs> Man, that's like, I got a little emotional while you're speaking too. I feel like everyone can see their, everyone can see their younger selves in some way having some type of effect. And even just how you said, like one comment from childhood, like there's so many unconscious things that we just accept because we're not aware enough to challenge it a lot of the time. And so, um, yeah, you're doing important work and I'm so grateful for you coming on the show, showing up as vulnerable and authentic as you always do everywhere you are. I definitely felt like a connection instantly as soon as we met in person and I feel like you are just such a genuine soul. And I'm so grateful to have you as a guest. I'm so grateful to have you in my life. And thank you for coming and sharing. 
I'm going to put all the information on how you can sign up for the five-day self-care kickstart challenge in the link in my bio over on Instagram and in the show notes. So make sure that you go and you sign up for this because I honestly feel like I feel like I'm pretty good about self-care. Like I'm pretty aware. I'm very self-aware, but it's always easy to drop it on the priority list, right? And so reconnecting before you maybe even need to is always going to serve you so much in the future. Like don't wait till you're burnt out. Don't wait until some huge life-altering event happens. Like take that control and make that change now. Yes. Now is the only time that we have and we're not promised tomorrow. So it's important what you do today. So if yesterday you failed on your this or your that and or you didn't live up to your expectations, wipe that slate clean and decide today is a new day and figure out by asking that simple question, what do I need? And give yourself permission to take that action and do it now. Yeah. Well, thank you again for being here, Brittany. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.